The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Happy Monday. It is finally time to reveal my INBDE results because I got them back exactly two and a half weeks from my second date of the test and I passed. I think we probably expected that based on the past two episodes with how much I studied and how I felt directly after the test. I'm going to debrief a little bit more about it just now that I'm retrospectively looking back knowing that I passed, if there's any other advice I want to share. And then the rest of this episode is really just about what's next for me as I'm going into starting fourth year. We finished all our finals, passed everything, everything's good. Third year is behind us. Fourth year starts up the first week of May. I already have a super booked schedule all of May and some of June. I still have some patients I need to contact and try to squeeze them in, most likely in June because I'm pretty much booked up all of May. And I have rotations, but I'm jumping too much into all the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the episode. So without further ado, let's get in to this week's catch-up and what's next episode. All right, as promised, let's debrief a little bit more about boards. So the previous episodes, we talked about how I studied before I ended up taking the test. And then we had another episode where we talked about my reactions after the first day of the test, but I think I hadn't taken my second day yet. So the second day was actually one that hurt my confidence more. It's not that I was walking out, I probably failed. I still felt like because I felt confident the first day and a lot of the second day felt okay, It wasn't like I thought I failed, but I wasn't jumping for joy. I'm done with this test. I know I passed. There was still part of me like, I hope I passed. We'll see, I guess. And that's just because the second day is all cases, which you just get a little taste of the first day. And although like I felt I could understand and reason through pretty much all the cases, you just don't have that same sense of click, yes, that's the right answer, on to the next one. Because it's not a true or false or fact question it's not what's the mechanism of this drug or what is the risk factor for this disease some of them are I guess applicable fact-based questions to the case but a lot of it is like what would you do what's like the biggest concern here and it's really similar to the case-based examples throughout mental dental and throughout INBDE boot camp but you just don't feel as confident. And I think that's a pretty universal feeling for most people taking the test. The cases were a lot more interesting and I could get through them reasonably quickly too. I did my second day, I think in just a couple hours. I didn't take the long 30 minute break. I just went straight through and finished the test because I just didn't want to sit there and test any longer. I just wanted to get it done rather than go eat a snack or something. If I needed a break, I would have taken one and I recommend you take all the breaks that you need and go at your own pace. I'm just a relatively fast test taker. But then afterwards, it was just disappointing because I felt like walking out of the test in the next coming days, 
I assumed I was going to be really relieved and excited and feel accomplished, but I just didn't. I just felt like nothingness. It wasn't, it was nice to not have to study anymore because I was spending every day reviewing and studying. Even if some days were busy, I still studied a little bit. And some days I studied a lot and I would spend weekends studying. So it was nice that all that was done. But I just hated not knowing my results. So that two and a half weeks went by still pretty quick because dental school flies by. And then finally it was time to check. I checked at one week, nothing was there. And then I checked at two weeks, nothing was there. I checked at two weeks in a day, two weeks in two days, two weeks in three days, which is two and a half. And that was Thursday because my last day was a Monday. And Thursday morning, nothing was there. Thursday at like 5 o'clock p.m., nothing was there. And I was like, wow, maybe mine are just getting posted later than pretty much everyone I know. Theirs went up two and a half weeks exactly later, but maybe mine's the full three weeks or the full three to four weeks that they tell you when you close out of the exam. But then I checked one more time at like 8.30 p.m. Eastern time Thursday, which was exactly two and a half weeks after my second day. I logged on and I passed (laughs) and I have this in a YouTube video that's going to go up in the next coming weeks on my YouTube channel, which is my name, Haley Schultz. Um, It's going to be the whole process of taking the test, some more raw, authentic thoughts because I filmed like right walking out of the test center and everything. So it's definitely a little different than what I'm recapping for you all through these podcasts because it's so many days, weeks, hours later, and that was like raw and in the moment. So that YouTube video will be helpful. I recommend checking it out and should be kind of fun and entertaining to see as well whenever it comes out on my channel there. But that's really the extent of it. I passed. I'm stoked. I was so happy. And it's annoying that you have to wait two and a half plus weeks to get your results. But once you get those results, it's so worth it. I really loved taking it that time of year studying right after winter break all through the start of spring semester and having spring break to study was really nice. I don't think I needed any more time than I took. I took right about three months. I know some people did it a little bit less than that, which I think is feasible. But for me, I still had a lot on my plate extracurricularly, so I couldn't study every single day as much as I would have wanted to. So three months was good for me. I don't think you want any more time than that because you're going to start to forget the stuff you reviewed early on. And you're just not going to have that same motivation without the time pressure on you. So I think three months or a little bit less is perfect. And if you're allowed to take it at the end of third year, I also think that's great because we just took our third year OSCE, which is basically a summative exam across multidisciplines, everything you should know about patient care. And it's a written and multiple choice exam and it's supposed to clear us to go on to fourth year. So it's kind of like a high stakes thing, but you don't really study because you should in theory know all this stuff by now. But because I just took my boards, I felt a lot more prepared for that as well. And some of my classmates might have been reviewing perioendodiagnoses or certain things about like prosthodontics. But because I had just taken boards, all that is like so, so fresh in my mind So that was nice to also not have to study for that kind of summative D3 OSCE. That's really all of the looking back advice that I would give, though. If you're allowed to take it at the end of D3, do it two to three months of studying, depending on how much you can dedicate per day 
and using INBDE Bootcamp, I think you will be golden. If you guys have any questions ever as you go through your studying or planning your studying, feel free to reach out to me at Dental Download Podcast, or you can do my individual Instagram at Haley Schultz Dental. But now we will get into some of the exciting life updates, but I don't have much updates, but I do have updates. It's kind of a multifaceted thing. That was probably confusing saying there is, but there is not updates. Like, how can there be both? So basically, I have a job prospect. As you all know, I want to do general dentistry. I'm not planning on applying to AEGDs or GPRs, which you would be filling out this summer into early fall, but you really want to submit this summer. It's like the same timeline as applying to dental school pretty much, and you have to write a personal statement again, fill out all your like transcript type things, get letters of recommendation. It's a whole thing, but it's not that hard. A lot of people do apply to GPRs and AEGDs, and that's not the reason I'm not doing it. I just genuinely feel that I'm the type of person that's going to benefit more from actually working and then supplementing with CE to gain more advanced experiences if I'm not getting it through a mentor at the job. But this prospect, so I'm visiting an office in mid-May. It's in southwest Michigan, so still in Michigan, about like an hour and a half drive to Chicago, which would be fun, and then about an hour and a half drive to Grand Rapids. So different cities than I'm usually spending time in. I spend a decent amount of time in Chicago, probably a couple times a year, but I'm from the Detroit metro Detroit area it's I live like 45 minutes from Detroit but that's the big city in Michigan that I'm most familiar with so I'm checking out this office and it's close to my boyfriend and I's anniversary and it's like a lake touristy town on Lake Michigan so we're making a whole weekend out of it we're going to be there Friday Saturday Sunday and then I'm touring the office on Monday so we got an Airbnb in the town I preferred that over a hotel because I really wanted to, in addition to feeling out this office, seeing if it's the right fit, I wanted to feel out the community too, see if that's the right fit. Even if it's only going to be a year or two years, I still want to like where I live and feel comfortable and feel like I fit in because you connect a lot easier with patients. Patients are more likely to trust you. It's just a better experience for both parties if you vibe well with the community. And that's going to be something I can figure out by spending time there. And I'm pretty sure it'll be great. Like I said, it's an area that a lot of people go for the beaches and the little downtown and everything. So I'm excited to have a fun long weekend vacation and then check out that office on the Monday after that happens. And then I'll just come back to Ann Arbor and start seeing patients the rest of the week. But I'm taking a day off of clinics so that I can go spend the day at this office, get to know their team. They're basically growing their office. They have an associate that just retired, and they're looking to bring on someone new, open to a new grad, supposedly really want to train a lot and provide funding for CE as I want it, and seems like they're super, super busy, so I'd be busy right away. All of these are just like green flags in my mind. We talked a little bit about, again, like compensation, because they mentioned like the CE budget and little details like that but none of the nitty-gritty is worked out at all yet at this stage usually when you're talking to someone you do a phone call which we did a few months back this is just the soonest I've been able to set aside a time and miss clinic to go visit their office when they're actually running and seeing patients 
So we did about a 30 minute phone call. It might've been even 45 minutes. And I talked to the dentist and the office manager and it was just really great. Lots and lots of green flags. Like I'm saying, I initially thought it, I thought that I wanted to stay closer to this side of the state, like Oakland County, Wayne County, somewhere in Metro Detroit. But the more that I thought about it, it's so saturated here with dentists that I don't think I'm going to get the same kind of repetition and experience and diversity of experiences and challenging clinical experiences as quickly as I would if I went to an office that's a little bit more rural or has less dentists in the area and less specialists, which is what this office would be offering. So I'm excited to go check it out and see. If you're wondering how I found this office or how I found other offices that I've connected with, a few things. So this office I matched with on ADAPT, which is ADA Practice Transitions. You can look it up and make a profile on there. I've really been impressed with the service so far. You do an onboarding call with one of their representatives. It's free for a new grad. And then the dentist who is hiring you, or if you're doing a practice transition in your an already established dentist, there's a fee. But for us as new grads, if you're an ADA member, aka ASDA member, then it's free, which is awesome. But just after my onboarding call, I got like seven or eight practices sent to me. And you get kind of, it's like a dating website almost. You get a little outline of the practice. You can see how much your different values and treatment philosophies align. And then you can say if you're interested or not. You don't get the name of the practice or the doctor or anything, just the general location and those kind of facts about it. And then you say, yes, I'm interested or no, I'm not for whatever reason so that your recruiter can make better recommendations next time. And once... I, as the potential associate, say I'm interested, then that practice receives my profile. And if they are also mutually interested, then it comes back to me that they would like to set up a call. And at that point, you get the full doctor's name, contact information, the office. Then you can do a little more, you know, fun researching online and everything too. So I did... A couple potential calls that ended up just falling through once we talked a little bit more even over email about expectations because as you know I don't graduate until next year so a lot of people are looking for an associate sooner which is totally understandable or initially I had put that I was considering Madison Wisconsin area because currently my sister is located there but the more that I thought about it with my future family and everything I'm looking for Michigan just kind of makes more sense at the time being so I had to let go those contacts that I had been offered in the Madison area again at least for the time being but I've also done some calls with dentists through Facebook groups so there's one called dental practice matchmaker and you can see people by searching I just look up hashtag Michigan because there's not a ton of people hiring or posting in Michigan and sometimes people are looking for an associate they might have posted, but I've even found dentists that have commented on new grads' posts, oh, if you're willing to come to blank blank in Michigan, I would love to talk to you. So they didn't necessarily post, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so looking for an associate. They've just been commenting, trying to meet with potential associates. So even through stalking the comments, I've then messaged some dentists and set up calls. 
none of those again just really felt right I got some mixed signals in terms of what I'm looking for some good things some things that I was maybe hesitant about so I'm really trying to be picky during this process I know as a new grad we have a ton to learn and I'm going to go into it very humbly obviously but I want to make sure I'm getting the best opportunity that I can for me so those are a couple other things that I've talked to and there's another job matching website similar to this ADA one except I find that it's more heavily geared towards setting you up to buy a practice rather than associate somewhere but I do occasionally see offices looking for associates only but most of the time it's to buy maybe associate for a couple months but they want you to buy pretty quickly and that website is DDS Match. And then there's a couple more things that you might have already heard if you are really in the loop for great ways to find jobs. So you also know, obviously, there's Indeed and other job boards like my state dental association, the MDA has a job board, and then even my dental school has a job board that people can submit to post on. So there's all kinds of job boards you can find potential associate gigs on. But what I think is really key to do, especially if you're plugged into your ASDA chapter and you maybe work with the different vendors or you've at least gotten a chance to meet them at some kind of social or lunch and learn, the supply reps like a Henry Schein, an ADAC, a Patterson, they know all the dentists and they don't have any skin in the game like maybe a recruiter does or something. They genuinely just know what offices are hiring and if they get to know you, they could make a good recommendation of what actually would be a good fit. And it might be a dentist that isn't necessarily on the job boards yet because they're so busy or whatever may be going on. They haven't gotten around to actually formally looking for an associate. But if you're the right fit, they might be willing to just get into contract negotiations and hire you even if they never posted the job listing somewhere. They might have just told their rep that, man, I really need help or I'm going to get pregnant soon or my partner's going to get pregnant soon and we're going to need some extra help around the office, whatever it may be, or I'm looking to sell in a few years, I want to get an associate. Those supply reps would know, so talk to someone from those companies as well throughout your process because they are great insights. And I've also known some people at my school that got jobs through faculty members that work part-time in the clinic and part-time in a private office somewhere. So some of them have went into partnership with them and bought their practice. Some of them have just gotten a job through a colleague of theirs that they knew were hiring. So you really just got to put yourself out there. Make sure everyone knows that you are ready to work. You want to get a job. You're looking. You want to stay in whatever region, whatever state. Once you know where you're going to be, that helps with the searching process. You really have to decide on a location or a couple locations because – There's so many dentists out there and so many people hiring, which is great. Not to say they're all great opportunities, but there's certainly a lot of opportunities out there. And if you don't at least know a few cities or regions of a state that you're looking in, you're never going to find anything because there's just too much out there. So that's the first thing you got to figure out is where you want to work, which for me was Southwest or Southeast Michigan. So I wanted to talk a little bit too just about like how I got through this mental hurdle of where I wanted to work or how I wanted to work. I knew that I wanted to graduate and work somewhere, but I really thought it would make me the most comfortable and make the most sense if I went back to work 
somewhere relatively near where I grew up in Oakland County, Michigan, just because I had some connections there. I knew I would love living there long term and raising a family there. And it would only make sense to find a practice, associate for them, buy it, and go from there. But in reality, the more I thought about it, like I had to do some serious like soul searching and future thinking. And honestly, a lot of conversations with trusted loved ones, my parents, my boyfriend, my roommates, about like what made the most sense. And that's when I had like a breakthrough in my mind that the only reason I was thinking I'm going to go associate for some old dude basically was what my mind was picturing that's on his way out of his office and then buy from him and take over the practice is because I felt like that was my only option not having family members in dentistry or connections per se in dentistry I just felt like that was all I could do and not that there's anything wrong with that but I knew that I had a bigger vision for what I wanted my office to be very specific of the kind of office I want to have and what I want to scale that to and the more I was honest with myself it didn't really make sense to buy just any office if it's the right fit and it is mostly what I'm looking to develop is already there then great but there's no sense in buying an office for all this money sometimes a million dollars plus of a loan just to go ahead and change their values, their culture, their office setup, renovate, buy all this tech, change everything, and then you might lose the staff. And the reason the patients are there is mostly because of the staff, especially because the doc already left. So what are you even buying then? If you're going to change everything, your staff might leave, some of your patients might leave. Why did you spend all that money when you could spend half on a startup of your own and slowly grow into it with way lower overhead and have it be actually what you want? There's more risk, kind of. That's what I had to realize is that there's not even that much more risk with a startup if you do it intelligently and you do it with finances in mind because it's a big risk buying something that doesn't suit what you're looking for either if you're ending up changing it because it's a risk if it's going to work out or not once you change it anyways so I think I was really just living in this like fearful mindset even though I did not realize this at all let me tell you all like I had this deep realization I'm serious when I was driving one day that I was just thought that that's all I can do maybe not even fear but just like lack of confidence in myself and I had this realization that I have all of this talent and abilities and unique experiences and connections and ideas that other people might not have and not the same combination that I have. So I need to have some confidence in myself and my abilities. And it just made me so much more open to the idea of a startup one day. So that's something that's very new like I never ever ever would have considered a startup because I just thought that's too much work it's not for me too much risk what if you can't find patients blah 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 (laughs) but I have since changed my mind not to say I'm 100% set on a startup because there are offices out there 
sometimes people have to sell because of family situations or sometimes there's death in the family or something awful like that though but that puts an office that is modern and updated and everything I'm looking for on the market I'm probably not going to buy some old office that's never been updated doesn't have the tech that I want doesn't have the patient base that I want or the treatment planning philosophy that I want all of that if I find the right thing of course I would be open to buying it but I'm just a lot more open-minded now and excited about the ability to have an associateship where I can grow as a clinician because then I'm going to feel so much more confident going and taking out a loan to buy or start up a practice knowing that I can do XYZ procedures and produce this much a day and keep the lights on basically. I think I was so worried that I would be so slow into my transition of my skills that I would just have to buy a practice from some guy and pray that all the patients and stuff would stay and pray that I can keep up with everything they were doing. But if I push myself out into an associateship where I'm going to be challenged and going to be super busy, that skill set's just going to grow so much faster than if I stuck around this area that's really saturated, that I'll have less patients, that I'll be doing only the basics. So that's what really drew me to this specific opportunity and ultimately how I have, at least at the moment, (laughs) decided that that type of opportunity, whether this one works out or it doesn't, is more so what I'm actually looking for than what I thought I was looking for even a couple months ago. So that's just to tell you that you really got to do some soul searching when you're going into the job search process and talk to people that you trust. Think about what your skills are and what you want your skill set to be, not just clinically, but as like a leader and a team member and eventually a business owner. If that's something you want, like how are you going to get there and what opportunity is going to get you there faster? It's not all a race, but you don't want to waste your own time because your time is so precious. So that's kind of where we're at at the moment. I hope this was a fun update and you literally just got like a glimpse into my inner thoughts. So I hope that was interesting. If any of you are in the same timeline of dental school, either starting third year or graduating and still looking for a job, nothing wrong with that either. If it's totally normal to still be looking for jobs as fourth years I'm looking excessively early but that is because I'm that kind of person I would love to get a contract signed late summer early fall so that I can spend time visiting the office when I can getting closer with the staff meeting some of the patients and just knowing what type of dentistry I'm going to be doing so I can try to make the most of it during dental school and get those skills up so I can enter a little bit more prepared when I get to that office if I know what their expectations are of me in the first couple months. So that's why I'm looking so early because I don't have any connections in dentistry and I want to work right away. I'm sending the vibes out to everyone that I network with and just the universe that I am open to work. I'm ready to work. I want to be challenged. I want to be busy. I want to get as much experience as possible. And I figure this earlier I start putting that out there, the more chance I have to be exposed to opportunities and to find the one that's the right fit. So that's why I'm looking so early. Don't feel pressure if you haven't started looking yet, but I would recommend starting to look at least the fall of fourth year 
just to see what's out there and same thing just put yourself out there if you don't have something specifically lined up and you're obviously decided you don't want to go to residency at that point then I think start looking make profiles on these different websites or Facebook groups start lurking on the job boards and just see what appeals to you because kind of like dental school it doesn't hurt to do a phone interview or an office visit for an office that you're kind of neutral about because then when the one comes that you're so excited and you hope that they like you and you hope you get you're more comfortable and confident with that office visit and interview than if it was your first one ever you might not be your best self that day so those are some of my tips as someone that is barely even in the process and just starting it so as time goes I will definitely make more episodes about all of this and like let you know how to prepare for an office visit interview or how to prepare for like a phone interview questions I like to ask all that sort of stuff will come throughout fourth year as episode topics I'm sure but I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode and I will talk to you next Monday.